you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, higher profile but but the book that i'm going to go back and reread again and again is going to be my favorite thing with the thing is monsters i read monsters when yeah it was cool but i didn't feel like ah you know anyway i what do i have to uh roll into hey aquaman action figures are out my god they're everywhere oh really i haven't seen them well you know of course we're living in nerd central so uh but every every time i go to a target they're totally picked over but uh, they've got color-changing armor for Aquaman. They have him in his Jason Momoa in three different sizes with uh, with the standard, the classic suit. Oh, makes me so happy. Oh, I think I did see an a image of... Uh, but what uh, I can't find is Dan, is Dang Migos. You know, like every time I go to a, go to a Target, you know, which is um, Target has Migo exclusively, you know... Any figure that I would want is there. If I wanted a Joe from Facts of Life, I think I could pick up several. But um, I can't. I can't get a Star Trek or uh, or any of the superhero stuff. So, although I'm not sure, you know, they they have a, a 14 inch Green Lantern in their wet second wave, and he doesn't look as cool as what. Um, remember, like in the late 90s, they did Mego like figures. I think it was Kenner that did them. I think so. Yeah, I, I had all those, and and their Green Lantern was, you know, cloth suit far superior. So, although I, I'm just impressed that Migos doing DC, so you know, it's cool. Anyway, shall we begin? Let's uh, talk. Hey, we are. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Welcome to the podcast. We are in different cities, and seated across from me and across from me in the in the entire length of the state, uh, <laughs> podcast producer. Rick Brett Snyder, we're in the same different cities. We're always in these same different cities. Well, that is true. That is, but uh, it's still, you know, and you can't tell except for the occasional gap. I think there is like a sound delay. Anyway, uh, we've got some comics news, some movie news uh, a little bit and talk comics, movies, and TV. Uh, Before we do, of course, I I want to mention that if you are listening to us on, oops, of course, that's where the phone rang. I got killed. Killed. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's uh, Nomo Robo. Nomo Robo. Let's uh, okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomo, Nomo Robo. Robo. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, so of course you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Twitcher, uh, Twitcher. No, that's Twitch. Stitcher. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm going to go form that company. Twitcher. Twitcher. I like it. Twitcher. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Maybe there's a comic book in there. Anyway, uh, you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, perhaps Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, or, of course, you can visit fanboyplanet.com. Each and every podcast has its own page. But if you are listening to, to it on a podcatcher, by all means, please subscribe. 
and then you, you'll know immediately once we've got it up. And anyway, of course, if there's anything we talk about on this podcast that you would like to own for your very self and you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store, you can please uh, use the handy-dandy Amazon search boxes on each and every page of Fanboy Planet. Sometimes there are direct links to items as well, like last week in the Halloween episode, we did directly link to the uh, Blu-ray set of the 30 Universal Monsters uh, movie set. And, uh, of course, also, we are an affiliate with Think Geeks. So you can go to the Think Geeks uh, Geek ad on each and every page of Fanboy Planet. Or we just like to help uh, defray, support the cost of running a podcast, hosting a, a website. You can, of course, donate at PayPal to editor at fanboyplanet.com, which is also how you get a hold of us. You can contact us at editor at fanboyplanet.com. But does anybody really use email anymore? If that's not your preferred... Yeah, I know. Uh, but, but we're old. And and if your preferred method is uh, social media, there is, of course, uh, on Facebook, we have a Fanboy Planet page. You can also tweet us at Fanboy Planet, and by all means, follow us at Fanboy Planet there. Uh, and there's also an Instagram account, at Fanboy Planet. And uh, for the advertisements for uh, this week, there are some public appearances, at least of, of, of myself, in November, and we mentioned on last week's podcast as well, that uh, I will be signing uh, copies of I Was Flesh Gordon uh, with the star, who actually was Flesh Gordon because I was not, uh, Jason Williams at Mysterious Galaxy, the Mysterious Galaxy bookstore in San Diego. That's Saturday, November 10th at 4 p.m., and the details are available at mystgalaxy.com. It's mystgalaxy.com. And then the following Saturday night, we're actually doing a screening at the Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach, Saturday, November 17th at 9 p.m., thecomicbug.com. And on Sunday, November 18th at 4 p.m., uh, all these, by the way, are both myself and Jason Williams, the whose life it is in I Was Flesh Gordon. We are signing at Dark Delicacies. That's D-A-R-K-D-E-L.com for information signing at 4 p.m. And I believe that all of those, Jason will also have uh, stills from the film uh, for sale as well as poster re- replicas. We don't have original posters. Although, thanks to podcast producer Rick Bretschneider, I think I do have an original poster of Flesh Gordon uh, around. You picked it up at an auction. You do. Yeah, I, I did. Yes. Yeah. So I have an original uh, Jason has replicas, and he will gladly sign. Uh, I will sign them too, but I don't know why anybody would want me to sign a movie poster that I'm not in the movie. And I think a Grateful Nation sighs in relief that I'm not in that movie. <laughs> so, and to think about it, I would have been six when they shot that. So yeah, well, no, 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 it would have been uh, far terribly wrong anyway so you know that's that's it and of course if there's if you've got something you'd like to promote and you'd like to help sponsor uh fanboy planet write into editor at fanboyplanet.com with your product and and uh, rick will produce uh some sort of ad to go into the podcast as well so uh, i will pretend to help uh maybe i can be voice talent maybe mango avenero can average promote your project oh i don't know yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so, you know, we, we do freely offer that. I, I, I'm i selling the book because I'm selling a book. But if you've got a book or you've got a movie or you've got a convention or something, we'd be happy to promote it uh, right in and we can discuss we can discuss uh, very reasonable fees to advertise on Fanboy Planet. So as well. Uh, let us uh, let us talk about. Uh, I kind of 
I have this header for our, our topic of conversation this week. Oh, no, you know what? I forgot. I do say write in because I did get a response to last week's podcast. If uh, if you listened, and I'm sure you did, it was uh, our, our kind of Do You Believe in Ghosts episode. Pardon me while I sip my coffee. This is not a ghost I'm running across. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it's a uh, ghost. It, it is. It is a very, you know, I, I'm very moist. Anyway, uh, so uh, we, we did, I did say at the end, like, if you have any anything to say about to add to that conversation, uh, and especially because I think this episode will still make it out before Halloween, uh, you know, that if you have a ghost story you want to share, please do. And so actually listener Brian Kent uh, texted me. And uh, I don't normally give out uh, my, my phone number, but Brian is part of Comedy Sports in San Jose, which I occasionally perform with. And so he was listening and he texted through our contact list. And uh, so anyway, I'm just saying that if anybody else is listening, no, I won't give you my phone number. Um, but uh, anyway, he was listening to episode 523 and he said, my sister used to work at Century 23 next to the Winchester Mystery House. So if you remember, that's the one that was tucked back behind it. Right. And they're all ghost theaters now, right? I don't even know if that dome is... Did they tear down that dome already? I don't think they have yet. You know, so anyway, so he says, she has stories of weird things happening there and hearing the organ playing in the house after the theater was closed as she was leaving work. So uh, there it is. I, I had not thought about people working near the Winchester Mystery House having ghost stories but that's really interesting to me i i've never i don't i don't know if i ever knew anybody that worked at century 23 um, and now i feel yeah. like i have to spend a spend some time in the next year before the next halloween tracking down if anybody like <laughs> do you have near ghost stories were you near a haunted place and did you feel weird um so that's thank you brian for for sharing that because uh, yeah it's kind of interesting i uh, i just hadn't thought of that now i did uh I did see on Facebook afterwards some um, wasn't directly in response to the uh, to the podcast, but uh, we a, a somewhat frequent guest of ours uh, worked at the Mystery House, and I did not realize he had Charles McKeithen, and right. So I want to speak to him because I think he's a little more skeptical, even more than Stephen Nelson on that issue. So, uh, I'm going to follow that up. I think that, uh, it's worth doing something spooky every year to talk about this, uh, until, um, you know, I, 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 am I'm, I'm now haunted by the phrase that Steven said, cause I listened to the podcast on the way down to Los Angeles this weekend, haunted by Steven's phrase. Everybody has a ghost story. And I like that. It's, I think we joked. It was like a sitcom and I feel like, yeah, it should be an annual special. Everybody has a ghost story. Charles, so, it's been too long since we had Charles on too. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm kidding. Charles, if you're listening, you know, I love you anyway. So, uh, I was going to say then, uh, my topic this week is the universes contain multitudes because there's been a lot that's been going on in TV in, uh, the genre, the fan favorite, for lack of a better phrase, you know, the superhero shows. And there's been so much news. I felt like it all kind of coalesces together. This begins with the idea, of course, that, uh, I, you've probably been seeing some publicity photos and I, I, I actually posted one or two from the Elseworlds crossover where they had shown Steve NML 
uh, dressed in the Flash suit, and Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash, dressed in Green Arrow. Uh, so that they're clearly in the crossover on the Arrowverse this year going to go to a parallel universe where they developed the opposite way, that uh, Grant, that Barry Allen, uh, or, well, maybe, yeah, no, I guess it would be. Barry Allen is the grim and gritty uh, arch Emerald Archer, and, and then Oliver Queen is the happy-go-lucky speedster. Eh, we'll see. But what was really exciting about it was that they revealed a, a set photo, and that's what I what I posted of uh, John Wesley Ship, who of course has been on The Flash as a semi regular, first playing Barry Allen's father, and then playing uh, Jay Garrick. So only they made him the Earth Three Flash instead of the Earth Two Flash. But you know, in the classic Golden Age costume, they then revealed that they're going to make the original Flash series in continuity, and they recreated his t- his outfit from the 1991 Flash TV show, and they're going to travel to Parallel Earth, where that is that show is basically still going on. And well, the show, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, his, something. His adventures the, are continuing. His adventures are still continuing. You know, they've been playing coy with it, and then they're finally just coming out and saying it. And then they revealed a picture. I knew they'd cast somebody as the monitor, and it is totally. They've actually made the monitor look like the monitor. No cheating on it whatsoever. It's it's an astounding photo. And if you take a look, I, I don't think it was official. I mean, I, I mean, I think it leaked. I don't think that was something that Warner Brothers really wanted out there. So I didn't pick it up because sometimes you you know when it's a when it's an official publicity photo, and then you know when it's like somebody snuck a camera on and went, <laughs> I got to take this really fast. But the costume is note perfect. The makeup is amazing, and uh, so you know. And where did you post this? No, I didn't post this photo because I don't. I I, I won't do sneaks. I don't want to get people in trouble and okay. it showed up on my facebook feed so it's out there you can see but okay. i don't so think warner brothers just, says officially you, you suggest that people check it out I, but it's yeah. not something we can tell uh, yes. where to check it out from. i, I, I can't at this point Google i can't it, at this folks. point you know and they they've they have officially released pictures of tyler hecklin who is superman on supergirl yeah. uh, in the black suit uh and then it came out last week after we recorded the last podcast that there's a serious rumor that cw is looking at giving him a show because of course, the movie Superman is just kind of stalled. So then Warner Brothers feels, oh, maybe it, we can do a Supergirl Superman night or something. I don't know. It's still a rumor. Just as you know, so Elseworlds is going to be a Batwoman, um, you know, backdoor pilot, as they say, to see yep. if that just as as the Flash was backdoor piloted sort of through Green Arrow because Barry Allen appeared there first, but at the same time. Over on the Marvel side, uh, I don't think people were saddened necessarily that uh, Iron, Iron Fist, Fist was canceled after season two. Well, the typical comment was, God, the first one sucked. The, the second one just got good at the end, and now they canceled it. Right, right. And uh, I still have not watched it. Uh, and Luke Cage was canceled last yeah. week. So here's, you know, the question there is, is, as I've explained to a couple of people, is, well, you know, one, as solo characters, they have never been great sellers. Right. They've been kind of the cult favorites, you know, anyway. But they did their best when they were together as Heroes for Hire. So it could have been a publicity move to say, okay, the next phase is 
you know, the Dewey Heroes for Hire series, which I do, watching Luke Cage, I think they were moving towards that. Um, but I don't know how, how the Defenders did, because the other thing is Netflix does not really release its ratings, so we just don't know. But yeah. um, the other rumor running through as well, it's slowly Disney is pulling back the Marvel characters, because, of course, we've got, we'll have Disney play, and we already know that Loki's getting, uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston's coming in for, I think, maybe it's a, an eight-episode eight series about Loki, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is supposed to, they're developing uh, a Scarlet Witch series, as well as they said, you know, there will be other characters. So maybe that's what it is. What we're seeing is the thing that Disney said wasn't going to happen is happening. They're pulling their shows off of Netflix when the contracts expire, when the opportunity comes, so that they can relaunch on Disney Play. Not but terribly the, surprising. No, 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 not really. But then the interesting thing I read this morning... And I think it's it's worth mentioning because this is something I don't think about. I mean, here we are. We, you know, we do a podcast. I run a website when I can. You know, let's call it a blog at this point. You know, I, but um, they said that what happened was that the social media presence of those shows had dropped tremendously. Mm-hmm. So it really came down to it doesn't matter how much how people were enjoying or or how many were watching, nobody was talking about them. Yeah. And so that's why they canceled. That's potentially why they canceled it, was that, you know, they, they just weren't getting media play, as you will. And at the same time, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe there's kind of Marvel saturation. I feel so behind. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm working through Luke Cage, but I got derailed by there were a couple you know it's october so i'm watching halloween team things and then there are things like the good place i can't miss doctor who i can't miss we'll talk about doctor who a little later you know and 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 then of course the other thing that i don't think gets taken into account and i know but i know that you would have sympathy for this is then there become shows that you have to watch with certain people right like i am behind on the flash right now well no i caught up on the flash but i'm probably behind because episode was this week right because i watched that with my son i saved that for my son right and i don't get to spend that much time with him so it was like oh you know okay um so you know it's that of course people aren't talking about because i i think maybe we're fading out of the ability to binge and on the flip side i'm just going to expand cbs all access announced a comedic animated series for star trek from the head writer of Rick and Morty to go on CBS All Access today. And then I realized, well, that puts, uh, you've got Star Trek Discovery, you've got Star Trek, uh, I can't remember what they're calling the short, I don't know if you watch the one, and they're just doing it one a month. Uh, it's like a 15-minute solo episode. I haven't, of I haven't renewed Discovery. my CBS All Access yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you would let that explain. Uh, so I watched that this week. It was very good. Yeah. Um, but we're also getting you know Patrick Stewart returning in a Jean-Luc Picard series. And, and I saw some somebody say, like, every, all these fans have complained there wasn't enough Star Trek. Yeah. There wasn't enough Star Wars, because we're getting the live-action series, The Mandalorian, uh, the, new, uh, the new animated series is on. I haven't even watched it. I, I haven't even seen a moment of the new animated show uh and the name of it is even escaping me resistance right uh, star wars resistance and so you know there's just so much and so i i'm gonna throw that out there i'm watching titans uh also <laughs> which um 
you know, that uh, the DC Universe has launched. It's not a perfect app, but I'm not having a problem with their video delivery, which is interesting. Um, but we've got DC Universe, Netflix, Disney Play, CBS All Access, and more. There's more coming. Warner Brothers, despite having DC Universe, is also talking about doing a separate uh, oh streaming service. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why couldn't you just roll in and just somehow say them. Harry Potter counts or, you know, yeah, or DC Universe is a sub-channel of Warner. I don't want to be spending more right. money on, at least Disney has the decency for now, say Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney all in one place, please. But with all that is, you know, is there just now too much? You know, we made that joke last week about the golden age of, of supernatural television or paranormal television, like in the 70s and 80s. Right. And it's like, now it's not gold because there's just, I'm drowning. Well, so much. And, you know, you, you talk about people not doing social media on it. And I think that part of it is that you do social media. I, I don't know that social media works with binging. Because there's too many spoilers and people watching at different times and stuff. It's better when it's when it's a show that you can um, that you can watch that comes out of like the good the good place, right? So right. we get together, we can talk about the good place because we're both rarely you know addicted to it, and and uh, we you know we know we've watched it. But Although it took you a while to first, it, it took me a while to sweet sweet and it took me uh, about <laughs> it took me about a day and a half to catch up. Um, to catch up, yeah, so but I mean, it's the- <laughs> right? But but the whole thing about the whole thing about social media, I think I, my theory is that the press doesn't get ratings from these streaming services. You already mentioned that nobody's putting them out. Not the, there's no Nielsen service. There's no so they have the press actually has to use um, social media, which they can count. They can go through and and discover how much it's being discussed. Uh, is it trending on Twitter? Is it is it uh, is it just showing up? And you know it may not really be a valid way to judge the success of a series. Well, right. You know, uh, one of the headlines this week has been uh, Legends of Tomorrow came back and it's not part of the Elseworlds crossover because it's so bat bug guano crazy, you know, that it, it, it was too hard to coordinate. Although they, they, they did a semi crossover with uh, Flash this week. Okay. Well, and the Flash did that in episode one. They were talking about the Legends, right. you know, so um, I have not watched Legends because that's another show with my son. But it was the lowest rated episode of legends ever yeah but it's ever so it's season three right so it's you know it was at like 1.1 million you're still not talking about well who was saving it like myself to watch it on demand later or to watch it on the cw app which i do have as well you know there's so many different ways to watch how can you track in the the old way um you know but again, when you say when you bring in the press and saying all, all the stuff earlier, it's it's like at, at, at Walking Dead was also down this year uh, tremendously. But when you realize, say, like Mad Men, if if you went just by magazine covers or media coverage, Mad Men Mad Men was uh, was as, at least as watched as a television series as um, when uh, the question on Dallas was who shot Jr. Who shot JR was like forty million. Mad Men was only two million. But yeah. if you just went by our by our media coverage, it would seem like everybody in the country was was watching Mad Men. 
And so I feel, you know, the same way as with, with the superhero thing, at, at least the reality is with the movies, you can sort of, as much as I hate saying it is, because it is no judge of the quality of the film, how much money it made. Right. Um, but, but that is something concrete to say, whereas right now with ratings and yeah. And so, but to the heart of the question is, are we just, uh, do we just have too much? Like I, there is someone, uh, Sean Orion King in Australia who is now, <laughs> Sean, if you're listening, I'm vaguely annoyed <laughs> um, because in Australia, I think the DC universe app or Netflix gets Titans hours earlier than the American app does. So he's been posting like he went, oh. every week. We have an ongoing conversation about Titans. And I'm like, it's one o'clock in the morning. You've already, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I can't, I can't watch, but, um, you know, I'll, sh- I'll show you how to watch. Like, no, I don't need to. I pay for the app. I'm fine. And it's, it's also time. Right. It really is. Look, I've got a full-time job, and right now the project is is pretty time-consuming. So, uh, you know, it's more than full-time. What is it? So, so to, to squeak in, an episode is like, okay, at, at night, it's like, do, do I even have the energy to remember that I want to bring up that app and right. watch that? Right, right, right. Uh, that's where Netflix and Hulu rule because at least they pop up when I turn the TV on. <laughs> but, but it's just, um, you know, again, how much is too much and can we keep up? We can't. So, well, the, you know, keeping up, we're, we're, we are absurd in our completeness and we tend to watch stuff that I guess I would expect there are lots of people who watch Flash and don't watch Arrow. Right, I'm one of those people. I don't yeah. watch Arrow. Um, so, so right there. But uh, and similarly, um, there might be people who only watch Legends because that one's funnier than the rest of Mid Art. Right. Yeah. So it's it's we we now have um, it's like we now have a complete bookstore of of shows that we can watch. You know, you go into a bookstore, you don't say, "How am I going to read all these books?" Right. You go, "I want to find the books that I like," and not every really you just made me you just made me feel like i'm i'm burgess meredith in that twilight zone yeah yeah Yeah, and (laughs) if burgess meredith had only had contacts i know well so let's uh let's talk comics you were just mentioning we both made it to the store this week and we're down to you know what is the pick of the week i have i have an alternate in case you picked the same thing i'm pretty sure you didn't you did want to talk i did not pick up any of the DC foil covers because right. you know I'm in LA, so I went to Earth Two in Sherman Oaks, and and I try to pick things. That, you know, again, I love going to others to stores away from Elusive, not because I'm unhappy with Elusive, but you know, every store has a slightly different. Um, they have different books. You know, there are some because there are so many publishers out there. You know, no store that I'm aware of carries everything, and so I always find something. Oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Although in this case, I think you could have found it in any store, but it's something that wouldn't have necessarily been in my pile. So, uh, yeah, what's with the the foil covers? Are they charging more for foil? I don't think so. That's that's really kind of an interesting thing. So I've got two in front of me, the two that I picked up this week, and they're both they're kind of the ends of the spectrum. Um, the foils have been okay. They've been a little little hit and miss. Um, this week, I think we got like I think we got the two opposing ends of the spectrum. Um, the first one is I, I wouldn't have bought this for the cover because frankly the cover is a mess um and the cover let's give credit where credit is due 
Uh, the cover is drawn by Dave, Dave, Dale Eaglesham and Ivan Nunez. Yeah. And, and, but there is so much Kirby crackle going on in this cover and it's all silver and all the, all the drawings are kind of a muted gray on the page. So there are, there is light. You can hold this book in and you can't see anything on this cover. It's, what is the it's, character? Well, it's, it's the big bad who's finally being exposed, standing triumphant among, um, with, uh, Tom Strong, Mr. Terrific, Phantom Girl. Oh, the Terrifics. And, okay. Yeah. yeah it's the Terrifics. Sorry. Yeah. The, um, uh, now, and is this, the cover price three ninety nine? No, the, most the cover price is two ninety nine on this, which is what I believe the Terrifics has been all along. Yes, it has. Now, so okay, so, that impresses me. We've learned something from the Great Foil Wars to the late nineties. Yeah. So what does what is great on this is the back cover, which is Lego DC supervillains, which is like a green chrome, and it's just it's a it's a very pretty advertisement, but the. the <laughs> The front cover is like atrocious. I mean, the art by itself, if it had not been foil, would probably be okay. It'd be a standard kind of like, uh, it's totally Kirby Crackle all over this. I mean, when you see it, you'll just go, yeah, it's a wave of curly Kirby Crackle all over the, all over everything. But did I have a non-foil option? I did not see one. Okay. So that's, so, so I have no choice. Okay. So now the opposite end of the spectrum is sublime this is like one of my favorite covers maybe it might be a favorite cover of all time it's it's so evocative of it's superman action comics number 1004 and it's evocative of that um the all-star superman cover where he's sitting on the cloud yeah yeah only in this case it's he's obviously flying up above the clouds and he's kind of arm stretched out, almost like coming up on the apex of a leap, right? And so he's kind of hovering there in midair, looking down peacefully on a on a um, flock of geese that are flying underneath him. And this cover is everything that the the Terrifics cover wasn't. This it the it's um, all the characters, the geese and Superman, are not foiled up. The background with the clouds and everything else is behind it, which gives it more three-dimensional pop. Um, not surprising, this is a Steve Rude cover. Ah, oh, beautiful. It's just beautiful. So, so it's waiting for me in my box. And that one, that one is three ninety nine. So, But I think action has been. I think so. Bendis. I think you're right. It's a heavier book. I can just hold them in my hand and feel that the action is a heavier well, I, book. Well, I, I think you know, we, we know that the... That Three ninety nine is going to be the default. They've held the line at two ninety nine as long as they could. Yeah, and you know we knew the price change was coming, and they and they were raising it on the things that you know were selling better. And Terrifics it was a risk, you know, yeah. and it, and it's but it, it's one that's that's. I, I Terrifics is one the one new age of heroes book that I'm still buying. You know, it's the only one I'm buying because I dropped Challenger. Well, Challengers stopped last last month but i was right, ready right. to stop well, a anyway. lot of the, a lot of them went down yeah, yeah. absolutely and and the terrifics is the one that should that should stay you know yeah. it's 
but but I'm, I'm saying you know the new age of heroes had to be 299 because they were all risks yeah and they and even with characters that everybody knew in the terrifics it's still well it's it was still an unusual it's at least set of characters it's two of my favorites but you know why would the rest of the world care i don't yeah, i actually don't think that they're characters everybody knows I, i'm pretty sure that uh, you wouldn't get a hit on most of these with the exception of elastic man from people who are watching flash now so uh, well, now first of all that's plastic man oh plastic and, man sorry i'm looking i'm looking flash, at he's silver he's silver man. yes and on and there is yes, no elastic right. man there's an elastic lad he's monochromatic he's monochromatic so he looks like he's more in the costume that's on the flash at, at right now. the at the uh, at the next convention where tom galloway uh attends i am yeah. going to allow him to come up to you with a with a silk polymer glove and slap you sir and challenge you to a duel oh so you mean uh, like it's it's gonna be friday no. Yeah. <laughs> so, any yes. But any, anyway, even if you aren't interested in action comics, even if you have no intention of going and buying this book, go check this cover out because it is beautiful. Well, that is interesting. That is very interesting. So, well, what's in your bag? What what is your pick for the week? You're saying you know, go to a store and ooh and ah to cover, yeah. but but a comic book store wants you to buy something. So, what would you say if people go in? Is it buy something or for God's sake avoid this at all costs? The previous in. Infinity Stone stories. There have been huge operatic uh, space space and time spanning stories of, of massive import that really don't matter in the end. Which is why I'm really enjoying in the current Infinity Wars slash Infinity Warps stuff that's going mm-hmm. on because it's actually fun. We've got um, taking, uh, taking, taking the universe and instead of killing off half of it, Combining them with the other half, uh, I think, was just brilliant. And getting, uh, although I'm not buying most of, I'm not buying most of the characters. The ones that I am buying are really entertaining me. Um, probably the best one so far is Soldier Supreme, and this is the second issue of Infinity Warps Soldier Supreme. Um, the uh, it's written by Jerry Duggan and Adam Kerbert is. Uh, is Kubert. the artist Kubert? Kubert. Um, this, of course, combines Steve Rogers and Stephen Strange um, to be Stephen Rogers, uh, who is a uh, a version of Captain America combined with Doctor Strange, where he was he was four F, and then they used mystic arts to con- to create uh, okay. a a mystical sor- soldier. Um, I want, you know, in issue one, we got uh, Red Dormammu, which was, of course was a, a cross between uh, yeah. Red Skull Red and, and Dormammu. Um, topped only this this issue, and it's not really too much of a surprise because he's right there on the front cover with um, Baron Modok. Duggan's writing is brilliant. Um, the Not only the reasons why characters are in places at their time, and what happens when you combine, you're combining the stories of Stephen Strange and um, and Steve Rogers? But then you get like little incidental toss-offs between characters that don't matter. So, and at one point, uh, we we uh, we get this this sequence. I'm not trying not to spoil anything in the story, but Stephen Stephen is being summoned. Uh, by accident by some satanists and when he shows up there 
there's a little line where where um two of the two of the cultists are standing there talking and one says wow satan is more handsome than i would have guessed and the old one says really Aaron?" and then Aaron says satan would want me to have these feelings ryan <laughs> it's like because of course she's looking at stephen rogers um this this looks like uh, at the end of the issue that it's going to spin back into the main storyline with these characters. There's some um, very well placed discovery about the the um, meta story that's going on. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying Infinity Warps. If you're, uh, I, I suspect that there's going to be a single volume. There hasn't been that much of this. I suspect it's all going to get collected into a single volume. Into a nice omnibus. Yeah, yes. a nice, nice medium size omnibus because it's still not huge omnibus size. Uh, but I, I, that's that's um, my pick of the week is uh, go back and right. get issue one of Soldier Supreme and then and get issue two too. Well, all right. Uh, my choice is in the Sandman universe. Uh-huh. So uh, yes, uh, books of magic, and you know I should have done this in reverse. You know. Uh, you know the, the the old story of a of a kid who wears glasses and an owl comes to visit him, and through that yes. he, he falls into a world of magic and, and mysticism, and uh, it happens uh, seven or eight years before Harry Potter was first published. Yes, uh, so funny about the, that. It's Tim Hunter, and uh, the you know Neil Gaiman has officially through Vertigo. Uh, relaunch this is a 399 book by the way uh is kind of overseeing characters that he either had created well i guess he, all of them he created even lucifer right uh which has a solo solo title but uh this is, is a return to tim hunter cat howard is the writer uh, and what i i feared about this book i mean i'm picking up the first issue of every one of the sandman universe books is to see and what I feared with this was that I'd read some of Justice League Dark where Tim showed up and it was so convoluted and so, like, not yeah. anything that made Tim Hunter fun. Uh, although I think near the end of his Vertigo run... Uh, it when, got dark. When Neil Gaiman had left, yeah, when they kind of aged him and so forth, it, 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 was, it had gotten dark. This, instead, restores him to being... You know, maybe 12, 13, uh, and it takes place, it's sort of restarting uh, from right after the books of Ma- original Books of Magic miniseries, which had Tim getting a tour of the mystical universe of the DC universe. So I know that's in a trade paperback. You can pick that up where Constantine guides him, the Phantom Stranger guides him, the Phantom Stranger we like, not the new 52 version, and uh, Mr. E and I can't remember who the fourth uh, fourth one is. Maybe Doctor Occult. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I, I well, you know I should just open it up and I'll see. Yes, I was right. Uh, it's Doctor Occult. Okay. And so, uh, and then the funny thing is that Tim finds himself <laughs> in, in middle school being taught by Rose, uh, you know, Doctor Occult's uh, counterpart. So now are this these is, are these all coming? The books of magic uh, is out of the Dreamland. Uh, it's all part of the, the Sandman universe. So they're all right. connected. But are they one shots or are they ongoing series? No, no, now? it's their ongoing series. Okay. Which he is. Uh, uh, if you go back to Fanboy Planet, you know, and and, I, and I'm not doing this to, to go 
dang it, Rick Reed, uh, the site sometimes is because I realized this is when you were prepping for Worldcon, that announcement came up. And I know that a lot okay. of stuff that happened around Comic-Con, you ended up being oblivious to because you were rightfully head down trying to set together a massive, massive auction. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for Worldcon. And that is the trouble with summer, and it is the trouble with working on conventions as you lose <laughs> track of what else is going yes. on. So this was announced that Neil Gaiman uh, was, cur- was curating uh, his own imprint. Uh, he wrote, uh, I, I think he, he wrote the Bible for these four, four books. It's Books of Magic, House of Whispers, Lucifer, and The Dreaming. And they're all loosely interconnected at this point. I'm sure that in a year there will be a huge crossover because these are the rules of comic book universes. But it is a case here of uh, of they stripped away everything that had gone gone wrong with the character. And I'll be blunt, you know, that I think the new 52 injected energy into some characters for the mainstream's consumption. Like, you know, I may not think that the Constantine solo book in the new 52 and even rebirth has been as um, dark and creepy as the best of the vertigo stuff. But the reality is Constantine's on DC's legends of tomorrow. You know, he's been catapulted to the mainstream in a way that he wouldn't have been if he stayed dark and vertigo, you know? So, um, uh, and I think it gave swamp thing some life too. But in this case, you know, I don't think Tim Hunter was served well. And because I think they were trying very hard to make him so different from Harry Potter that they lost track of Tim. And so here, this is back to what the concept was. He's still questioning, and it's the beginning of, you know, well, he's been told he's going to be the greatest magician in the world, and yet he has no idea how to do magic. None at all. And, you know, so if you go back to the original, now I say trade paperback, you know, I mean, he was even Mr. E threatened to kill him because of the threat he posed if he chose dark magic. And so, you know, what what does that really do to a kid who's like, I just am trying to negotiate school? You know, so it, it's it's beautifully done. And, and I, I mentioned the writer, Cat Howard. Uh, let me get the, uh, the uh, artist here. Um, Got to find the credits because it's probably back page. Yes, it is. Books of Magic, illustrated by Tom Fowler. And... Colors by Jordan Boyd, and another, it, it, it is a beautiful color job, and letters by Todd Klein, who is a very, very, um, you know, very well, very well, well-known uh, letterer, and so, you know, it's just a, it, it's a very, very cool book, and I recommend this a chance to jump, and you don't need to have read any of the other books, like I said, it's loosely connected to the Sandman universe, but this is, it stands on its own. Yeah. The, you don't even need to have read the original miniseries. I just recommend it because it was a really cool story back in the in the late eighties, early nineties. So and it and it is available. But this was a really cool book. So I was very happy that Books of Magic restored my faith in the character of Tim Hunter. Now, did you watch um, the Constantine City of Demons? I haven't. I watched the the shorter version. Right. The one that was but, on CWC, but what's right. been released now on, on Blu-ray is a, is a full-length yeah, full 70-minute. Well, they had um, the same actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. He's been, he, there's only been one person, Matt Ryan, playing Constantine right. since the NBC series. And that's and, including, uh, I have to take that back, exception is on Justice League action. But even when uh, Constantine uh, appeared, when they did the Justice League Dark 
movie completely unconnected with everything else, that was still Matt Matt Ryan. So he he basically owns that character right now. I think that's yeah. that's really cool. No, I think and it is. I, I like the supporting cast they pulled together with Nightmare Nurse. And yeah. I, is that a character that had been in the series prior, or uh, she's been showing up in the um, in the new Fifty version okay. and Justice League Dark? Yeah, okay. uh, she. I, I don't think that she ever got particularly major there, but it was a good one. And I should mention, you know, that it's also screenplay by J. M. Day Mateus. Uh-huh. who has been a long-time great comic scribe. And so I, I'm really happy to see J.M. getting that kind of... He's been working in animation quite a bit uh, on DC characters, but I, I think this is kind of the chance to say highest profile for him uh, to have gotten that, that vote of confidence to do the full uh, Constantine movie. And really nice guy, and, and so that was really cool. Uh, so uh, just to say in movies, I'm back to DC, that uh, there's been... there. Shifting around, the uh, bad news was that Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed until 2020, not because there's any problem in the, with the film, but because uh, they realized that they had nothing necessarily there, and they're probably going to make more money if they release it in the summer than if they release it in, around Christmas time. Mm. So they pushed back. It was supposed to be Thanksgiving of, of 2019, and, and then they went, you know, they said summer will 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 get will because that's where it was in the first place. They kind of moved up the date after they realized how successful the first one was, and so now they put it back to where it, it should have been. You know, when we talk about like you know Star Wars being every year or maybe down to every two years, I'm I'm kind of happy with that old every three years you get a new one. Let them do other things. So with Wonder Woman, that would be the case. It also means interesting. Not they're not connected, but the Flash was delayed yet again till 2021. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get a Flash movie, honestly. But I, I was thinking that it's kind of connected 21, with... 2021 still sounds like it's way off in the future. But it's only three years away. I know, I know. I know. I know. But, I, but I also was thinking about it, and it's sort of like when you talk... I, I didn't bring this up when we talked about you know, the CW stuff, that the TV, that um, you know, Arrow's like on season seven, so it's time to start developing other shows because maybe in the grand tradition of these kinds of shows, seven, it's seven seasons and out. And, and then you have that actor around to do other things uh, uh, still here in the, in the, what we call the Arrowverse. You know, and the same thing is, I thought, 2021. Well, maybe by that time the CW Flash will have, no pun intended, run its course. And then they're really clear to create their own version instead, not in direct competition with a pretty popular take on the flash. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. You know, so there's that. And then as you say, you know, rumors of them trying to look at a backdoor pilot for Superman is there. There it is. They, I think I'm still not sure it's a hundred percent official, but, but Warner brothers has no immediate plans, no direct plans for Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck as Superman and Batman. So I think they're going to be quietly phased out, and you're not going to see another Justice League, nor do I feel strongly like I need one. I've got Shazam coming. I've got uh, Wonder Woman 1984. As I think we mentioned, James Gunn, uh, or at least we mentioned on the site, you know, James Gunn has been hired to write, and direct, uh, write at least, if not direct, probably will direct, Suicide Squad 2. Um, and they're developing, the, you know, Birds of Prey is in production, and so... There's plenty of other superhero stuff coming that I think, frankly, would be better than trying to undo or make us forget about what had happened, what had gone so wrong 
was Superman and Batman. And I, I came to that conclusion. It took me a while because I like Ben Affleck in the role. I, I like Henry Cavill. I don't necessarily like what they did with Superman. Right. So I can't say that I liked Henry Cavill's Superman because Henry Cavill didn't get the chance to play the Superman that I wanted to see or, and apparently that he wanted to see. Right. So, you know, uh, tough luck. You talk to Brandon Routh about how that goes, you know, that's, um, which I would love if in Elseworlds, Brandon Routh shows up as Superman. Oh, that'd be Just, cool. That would be amazing. You know, side by side with the walls go. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superman yes. there with the Adam on his shoulder and it's the same actor. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to, I'll just transition to TV really quickly, but to mention The Flash, I, I did you watch the first episode of the season? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, Okay. Okay. When they, when XS took out the ring. Oh, yeah. And his costume came out, both my son and I went. <laughs> the, the rest of the season cannot top the moment of his costume coming out of the ring. Right. But even better than by saying, you know, but it's. You break. You you broke. You broke up. You broke. You totally broke up there. That's because I got too excited. I, I got too excited. You don't need to uh, recreate my squeeze. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I, I do want to to call out. I, I you know we're we're going with with slimmer topics, but but this week's Doctor Who, the oh yeah, Rosa. Uh, Rosa was just, uh, you know, we've got Mark Anthony Masterson writing reviews. And I'm sure he'll have a, a good analysis, but uh, worldwide, uh, what an impactful episode. And uh, arrest, you know, everybody was, I, I, you know, there's a lot of criticism concerned about the Chibnall era, era what it's going to look like. I, I feel like every episode of this, well, okay, the second episode, what is it, yes. the, the Ghost Monument, was... It was a good episode. But it, was a, it was a fairly standard Doctor Who episode. The first episode was a nice, yes, look, she hit, she's here, get over it, it's pretty good. Um, but this episode goes back to that, it's history. That's yes. what Doctor Who started off being, yes. supposedly an educational series. Um, it's a gauntlet thrown down, because it's also it's set in 1954, but also... Uh, could there be an episode more timely and more necessary than than the story of Rosa Parks? When you, and, when you talk about stories that are based on history, you don't necessarily go into it looking for um, a complete experience of what that meant. More than you could read in a book, more than you, you get standardly when people retell the stories. Because you had characters from our own era, let's just put that in quotes, um, experiencing it. Uh, f from the point of view of um, m a mixed race person, a black person, uh, you know, every all the all and an elderly gentleman, you know, all all of which mm -hmm. are somewhat dif disenfranchised, and then you just look at the story they were able to put together, not only from the standpoint of of a historic retelling, but the science fiction of it was really cool, and it just hit on every cylinder. Yeah, and uh, so if you have not watched Rosa, and if you have not watched Doctor Who, it's still worth, even though it is a little uh, pedantic in times when it's trying to, you know, educate about the background of, uh, you know, like the moment of 
what do we know about Rosa Parks? Let's review. You know, uh, but but it is a children's show. We always lose track of this. It is supposed to be a children's show slash now more family oriented. But Doctor Who was originally designed that way to be children's. Um, but I think the the one thing that was chilling and yet I and I've been pondering a lot this week is just I'm going to throw back to Superman. I don't know which writer uh, came up with the phrase "It's the never ending battle." For truth, yeah. justice in the American way. Yeah. I, I want to say it was Elliot S. Magan. Uh, no, 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 no. I yeah, no. I do want to say it was Elliot, but I don't. I don't know for sure that it was. Maybe it was Carrie Bates. I don't know. But the point is, this episode reminds you reminds us that as exhausted as we are, we are always going to have to stand up. The human nature being what it is, there's never going to be a time. When good can go, well, that's it. I'm done. We're good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that I saw this criticism about the about the antagonist, and I thought, no, no, no. It's a very important point that in seventy thousand, we still have racists, and we still have people that, despite all evidence, you know, it's just not going to go away. We just have to be able to stand and say it's it's not right, and you know, so. Sorry, it was gang. it was it was more and it was the racist who no matter what the what his situation is he blames his problems on someone on of that. another race. Yeah. Which which is the real evil of a race, race racism is that you can stir that up. And you can say if only we got rid of these Jews, blacks, oh, gays, it, it, whatever, it's not though. It, it's not be fine. one real evil. I mean, you know, evil's evil, but, but we do have to stand for good. We do it's have to stand for good, one. and yeah. and you know, and we're always going to have to fight. And so, uh, on that note, again, I recommend find that episode, watch that episode, learn a little something, and uh, you know, thanks. And we'll we'll be back again with another podcast episode soon. And uh, so, um, you know, once again, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. And, uh, you know, if we talk about something you can find on Amazon, please do. And maybe I'll see you at one of the bookstores. And if not, we'll see you real soon. Anyway, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.